I'm in the second part of a series called Rethinking Your Life. Everybody say Rethinking Your Life. I think it's so important how you think. The Bible is very clear with a lot of scriptures that what you're thinking and what you're saying is what you're actually doing. There's a, what we call the battlefield of the mind. And we're going to look here starting in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6, six through 8 in the Amplified on how important it is the way you think and how you think. And I just want to bring to your attention before we look at these verses of scripture, I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible, when you're thinking something consistently and it's connected from your mind to your mouth, it's really latching into your soul, to your will, your emotions. And you have to be sensitive to that because the pressure of this world is coming at us constantly trying to get our thinking and influence our thinking into patterns that are unhealthy, unwise, and harmful and dangerous. But if you'll choose via God's word, regardless of the pressure and the problems you're facing, and say, I'm going to win the battlefield of the mind because Jesus already won the battlefield of the mind for me, then I promise you life will be better. You won't be enduring life so much, but you can be enjoying life. And we're going to talk about that more in just a second. Notice, please, what it says here in Philippians 4, verse number 6. Again, I'm reading on the Amplified, and uh, I like, I'm using the Amplified specifically in this series just because of what it does and how it amplifies it. <laughs> Notice what it says. It says, do not fret or have anxiety. There's that word that we hear in our society about anything, but in every circumstance, watch what it says, in everything by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Notice the next verse, verse seven. It says, and the peace of God, that tranquil state of the soul, assured of our salvation through Jesus Christ, so fearing nothing from God and being content with this earthly lot, whatever sort that is, that peace, verse eight, Look at this, which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Next verse, notice this. For the rest, brethren, watch this. Whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, whatever is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind, winsome, and gracious. Here's the key verse, verse nine. Watch this. If there's any virtue, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, look at this, think on. Everybody say, think on. Notice that phrase, think on, think on these things, think on, weigh on. I mean, our minds weigh on a lot of things, but it says right here, to weigh on, take an account on these things. Look what it says at the end there. Notice that phrase. What does it say? Fix your mind on them. If you fix your mind on them, I promise you, there will be peace, there will be well-being, and there will be the power to win in the battlefield of life. I want to share with you some what I call faith statements or things that you can get in your mind Again, uh, you can declare and, and speak over your life. I, it's so important what you're saying, especially when you're doing it from the position of God's Word. The first one is this, and, and this is really important in spite of our world system. Number one is simply, I love people and enjoy helping them. <laughs> I know this is a faith statement sometimes, but look what Jesus said in John chapter 14, I mean John chapter 13 verses 34 in the Amplified. Notice what it says, I give you a new commandment. This is Jesus speaking there in his ministry. He said, you should love one another. Now notice there's a difference between loving people and liking people. Okay, I'll leave it at that. You should love one another. Watch this, just as I've loved you, you ought to love one another. And what does that mean, Pastor Brian? That means believing the best, wanting 
God's best. There's a love that you have for your spouse. There's a love you have for your family. And there's a love you should have for others. And believing the best for others. You say, Pastor Brian, you just don't know what they did to me. Well, I understand that. But you know what? There's just something gratifying about helping others in spite of themselves. Blessing people in spite of themselves. Believing the best for people. Because sometimes people will wake up and come out of that lumper, that slump they're in, or that, and my daddy used to say, that stupid thinking they're in, and wake up to reality, and sometimes they won't. But listen, you got to give that to God. And when you help people, and when you do your best to love someone and be at peace, then that's all you got to do. Because I like to say it like this, being, being self-focused is unattractive. Have you ever thought about it? People that's completely self-absorbed, that when you talk to them, they never ask you how you're doing, never say the phrase, good to see you, never acknowledge anything in your life. I mean, the next 10 words out of their mouth is all about themselves, my pressure, my problems, and this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, that's okay, and that's understandable, but, you know, people, you know, they're like that, just they're unattractive. I think it, it really blesses me when somebody uh, asks me how I'm doing. And I, by the way, don't, you don't have to do that, okay? Now that I'm telling you to do that. But, you know, people all the time, because I'm a pastor, counselor, all those things, coach, you know, uh, you know, we have things we go through. Just because I'm telling you I'm not going through something doesn't mean I'm going through something. I mean, I always play my cards, as my daddy used to say. But all at the same time, people that are just so self-absorbed and all they care about themselves, I'm telling you, what a miserable life that is. I'm choosing to love and believe the best for people. And if they want to be mean, hey, that's between them and the Lord. Go be mean. But mean people bad things happen to them, okay? <laughs> All right. I want to be nice. I want to be kind. I don't want to be self-focused. I don't want to be all about myself and my, my life. You know what? I tell you what, it's greater to give than it is to take. Hey, moving right along to the second one. Number, number two, I will trust God completely and there is no need to worry. Hello, Pastor Brian. That's a, hard, that's a great thing to say, but a hard thing to do. But what's the Bible say in Proverbs 3, 5? It's the Amplified Bible again. It says, lean on. Let's all read this together. Lean on. On, trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Notice what it says. Trust in him, not yourself. Don't trust in your ability to reason this thing out. Trust in what he has done for you. And when you trust in what he's done for you, listen, there's no need to worry. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 25, better than I could. He said this one statement at the top of the verse. Notice what he says. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. What does that mean, Pastor Brian? What do you mean by Jesus? What does he say? Worry will destroy your life. Worry is simply this, taking God's responsibility in a situation. Think about that. When I am worrying, when I am and fearing and in fear over this situation and, and worrying and worrying and worrying and self-focused, which goes back to what I was talking about a while ago, if you'll love and help others and get your mind off yourself and on somebody else, then yourself will be taken care of every single time. But if all you're doing is thinking about me, 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 and worrying, worrying, worrying and taking the responsibility off God, because listen, God is the perfect gentleman. He wants to help you, but if you got your hand on that situation, if you never take it off, he's not going to pry your hand off of it. And Jesus said right here, don't worry about your life. As a matter of fact, if you've never read Matthew 6, please do. Jesus outlines everything you should do there to the point where if God will take care of the birds, he'll definitely take care of you. 
And then he says there in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God instead of worrying. And I, I like to say it like this. Listen, worrying is, is fear in motion and peace is God's state of being in motion. And if you want to choose fear and worry, I'm telling you what, you're going down a destructive path. It will, it will, cap, it will, it will take over your mind and eventually take over your body. Number three, number three. This is an important one. I am content and emotionally stable. Everybody say that. I am content and emotionally stable. Watch what it says here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 in the Amplified. Look at this. This is good. I used to use this verse when I was traveling. Not I'm implying that I was in any personal want, for I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point of where I am. I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. I am in. I used to say that concerning the state I was in. Like, you'll get that later. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but that's what it says. In whatever state I am, which is also referring to whatever your mental place is right now. But notice what it says at the top here. It says, look, it says to what? Be satisfied to the point of not being disturbed or disquieted. I think that's so important, that contentness. We need that. So many people are so uncontent. They're so emotionally all over the place. And I like to say it like this. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a promise. And today is a gift. Everybody say today is a gift. Today is a gift. It's a gift to you. Why not use and utilize this? Enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. Don't always think, well, man, when I get to retirement, I see people all the time following this trap. I'm going to work for 40 years or whatever, and when I get to retirement, I'm going to enjoy retirement. Don't do that. Enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. A dear friend of ours that gave to this church disgraciously, he spent all these years working, 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 12, 14 hours a day. Yes, he had some good vacations. Yes, he had a lot of nice things. He stood in that hallway right there and told me, he said, man, I am going to start enjoying it and, and start really focusing in on my retirement after leaving this company that he founded. But he, he had this regret. I wish I'd have done it sooner. I wish I'd have done it sooner. I wish I'd have done it sooner. And then he started ignoring some signals in his body. And one thing led to another and he died just instantly one morning at a young age and I'll tell you the sad part is you know we don't ever want to fall in that trap yes he's with the Lord yes he was an honorable man yes he has a great legacy but you know what even he regretted not enjoying where he was on the way to where he was going and so hear me hear me hear me hear me today stop and pause because today is a gift remember what I said listen to me listen to me yesterday's history tomorrow is a promise and today is a gift. Anyway, moving right along. I got to go quickly with that clock up there with only 12 minutes. Number, the next one is God meets all my needs abundantly. God meets all, Philippians 4.19. Watch what this says in the Amplified. Now, here's something interesting about this verse of scripture. If you just read this and don't look at the whole verses around it, then you're missing what the point of this scripture is. It says that my God will liberally supply Fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ. But if you go back and study that, which is a message within itself, the apostle Paul is talking about a partnership he had with the church and those people about giving and receiving into his international outreach or ministry or the, uh, the things he was doing on an 
apostolic outreaches that he had. It was a partnership and declaring as that church was faithful, God will be faithful. And you've got to remember that as you honor the Lord with your giving, that giving is not just about money, it's money with a mission. It's money with a purpose. It's money with an assignment. Yes, you're to be a good steward of your money as far as how you spend it, but you're also to be a good steward of how you can allow the blessing of God upon your life when you honor him. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, excuse me, from the Amplified. This is good. I like this version. It says, God is able to make all grace. Everybody say all grace. Every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. Wow. So that you may have always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, need be self-sufficient. Isn't that amazing? Look at this. Processing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. When you trust God financially, look what that does. It opens the door to the blessing of God. But you've got to look for it. You've got to seek it. You've got to, you've got to talk to it. Talk to your wallet. Talk to your finances. Talk to your checkbook. He said, Pastor Brian, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. No, you need to and say, God meets my needs. He's my source. I may work at this job. I may have these incomes that come through these resources. But bottom line is God is my source. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my house. He's the Lord over what I do. And let him lead you, guide you, and direct you. A couple of years ago, I bought this particular vehicle. And I just knew it was the Lord that I bought it. And yes, it was a Toyota. But it was a Toyota slash hybrid. And I knew that I knew that I knew of all the things vehicles I've ever bought. This was going to be the most special vehicle. Now, this has been going on two years now, plus, and that vehicle has been one of the best, greatest vehicles I've ever purchased, but I had a peace and I had a knowing from God that this transition from going from gas to electric and then not knowing what was heading with our economy was the blessing of the Lord, because it's awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome to get 42, 43 miles a gallon. And listen, for all the Tesla people out there, God bless you, but I'm not plugging anything up anywhere at any time. Okay, they plug it up, and that's great. Those are beautiful cars, and we'll leave it at that. But my car is a blessing from the Lord in the fact that it does both dual purposes. The point with that is when God leads you to do something, when he guides you, when he makes a way, when you trust him, he will open up a door. And I'm telling you what, it has been the most amazing thing to me, especially with the price of gas of how it fluctuates up and down. I mean, it fluctuates a lot. I mean, one day it's 25 cents up and the next day it's 25 cents down. I mean, it's just amazing. But I've got consistency in that one area because I choose chose him and his pathway. And that's what I encourage you to do. The next one, number, the next one is, I will pursue peace with God and others. Oh, this is important. Look at this verse of scripture here in Psalm 34, 14. Depart from evil and do good. Seek, inquire for, and crave peace and pursue and go after it. Everybody say, go after it. Go after peace. Don't listen. Let me tell you something. There is a peace with God and there is the peace of God. Peace with God is, you know, coming to a place where you're making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Until you do that, there's really no peace within you. But then there is the peace of God that we have as believers. And listen, watch what it says right here. Crave that peace. Pursue it. Go after it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. People in our lives sometimes for only a season. But it says clearly in Romans 12, 18, watch this in Romans 12, 18, the Amplified Bible. Look at this. If possible, as far as it depends, you live at peace with every single person. 
And you know what? Some people come and some people go. Some people are part of your life, family, especially some friendships forever. Thank God for those. But sometimes people are in and out. But you know what? I'm going to pursue peace. It says, if possible, as far as it depends on who? Watch this. It depends on you. It didn't say depend on them. I mean, people could be as mean as old bear. Remember what uh, Loretta Lynn used to call her husband, do? She said, stop growling like an old bar. You'll get that if you never watch the movie. Anyway, my point is it's not, it's not you know, again, it doesn't depend on them. Look what the verse says. It depends on you. Say it depends on me. It depends on you. And if you've done your best to walk at peace, if you've given it to the Lord, if you've given them to the Lord, that's all you can do. You've given, a, given them totally over to the Lord, then you enter into a place of rest. And when you have that rest, you're at a place of peace. And I've done all that I could do. And many times, sometimes God will bring people back into your life. A couple of years ago, I got this phone call out of nowhere uh, from, um, well, not it was a phone call, excuse me, as an email, out of nowhere from this individual. And I, I used to work in a large church for five years. So I, I was interacting with thousands of people as an associate and executive pastor at that time in my life. And some relationships were good and some relationships, you know, that I tried to help people were negative because they didn't want help or they rejected my help or, or whatever is in a pastoral role. But anyway, this particular individual and his family, I did my best and honored them and they truly knew that I honored them. Well, sure enough, he just sent me out of email all these years later. I mean, good gracious, it had been nearly 20 years since I talked to this individual. And it was a, re a reconciliation note out of nowhere saying how much he appreciated me, how much he respected me, and how much he thanked God for me. And if there was anything between us just to, you know, we're letting the past go and moving forward. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? But it all came with this. As possible, as far as it depends on me, I'm going to live at peace with everybody and leave the rest to the Lord. And I would encourage you to do the same. The next one, I will live in the present and enjoy every moment. Psalm 118, 24. Look at this verse scripture. This is the day which the Lord has brought about, and we will, will what? Rejoice and be glad in it. We will not endure it. We're going to rejoice, rejoice, rejoin. You, know, you got to stir this thing up and be glad in what? Be glad in it. Not saying, man, I can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah, I wish I was living in yesterday, man. It was good times in yesterdays. No, there are no good times in yesterdays because you can't go back. Yes, there are good times in them. Great pictures, great videos, great memories, but you can't go back to yesterdays. Thank God for yesterdays, but you got to live in today and enjoy today. And when today is tomorrow and tomorrow is the promise of yesterday, you can look back at today and say, I enjoyed today, but yesterday because I'm living in today. Don't ask me to repeat that, okay? <laughs> anyway, it says you'll rejoice and be glad in it, all right? Listen to me. Listen to this. This is powerful. You got to pay. This is a good one, Pastor Brian. Today is a gift. That's why we call it, a pre why we call it the present. Check it out. Today is a gift, and that's why we call it the present. That's the way you got to look at it. Today is a present from God. It's a gift from God. I'm just wasting time. Man, people that sit there and watch TV all day and waste time and not do something, man, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I am not going to do that. I am not going to waste time 
or you know that phrase, just killing time. Man, we used to sit in a recording studio when I was in, making music. We do do songs like that, killing time. I would go in the studios depressed to write songs about depression, and that whacked out before I got saved. I'm telling you what, country music is whatever. Okay, I love country music at that time. Made a good living at it, but it was just some of the things we wrote. I'm ashamed of at this point, and thank God a lot of them weren't published anyway. But time moves fast, so you have to make the most of each day, right? And as time, it seems like it's accelerating. What are we supposed to do? I'm going to live in the present. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm not going to just say, if I get this or get that, then I'll be happy. No, I'm going to enjoy my house. I'm going to enjoy my car. I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to enjoy where I am on the way to where I'm going. And when you do that, I'm telling you what, a greater sense of peace and a greater sense of control comes over your mind. Look at these next one. This next one says, I'm a disciplined and self-controlled. This is important. 1 Corinthians 6, 12, watch this. Everything is permissible, allow and lawful for me, but not all things are helpful, good for, good for me to do, expedient and profitable when considered with other things. Everything is lawful for me, but I will not become the slave of anything or be brought under his power. Wow. What's that mean, Pastor Brian? That means this, I am gonna rule my mind. My mind is not gonna rule me. I'm going to rule my body. My body is not going to rule me. And that's the decision you have to make every single day. You've got to talk to your mind. You've got to talk to your body. And stuff is coming at you, whether it's the internet or people around you and pressure and all kinds of problems facing you. But I am going to, I'm going to choose to do this. I'm not going to be the slave of anything or be brought under his power. No, 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 no. I'll never do that. I will never do that. I will never allow that to happen because I am going to finally, in the last one, I am going to put God first place in my life. Exodus 23, this is out of the Ten Commandments, but it says simply this, you shall have no other gods before me or besides me. Most people read that and think of a spiritual God, but you know what? We can have the God of money. We can have the God of this, that, and the other. We can even have the God, little g, of worry. That we worry, 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 worry. That we just focus on all this. We focus on how I feel. And I, you know, if, if, if my life is not right, if my house is not this, if my car is not this, if my job is not this, if my husband or my wife or my dog or my cat or whatever is not like this, well, you know what? Listen, I'm going to put the Lord first place and I'm going to allow him to be the authority in my life. I'm going to give him access to my life and I'm going to choose him over all the things that I'm dealing with by putting him first place is the smartest thing I could ever do. If I failed in an area, I'm going to repent and give it to him. I'm going to surrender my life to him. I'm going to quit talking about fear. I'm going to quit talking about worry. I'm going to quit talking about how depressed I am and how bad the world is. Listen, the world's getting crazier. Just let it get crazier. What are you and I supposed to do? We're supposed to focus on the kingdom of God. We're not of this world. We're in it, but not of it. And when we do that, ladies and gentlemen, then we enter into a place where the battlefield of the mind, we're having victories instead of being defeated because there's a lot of believers that are losing the battle of the mind and consequently losing the battle of their own bodies because they're out of control in this area. And now's the time to stop. Let's put the Lord first place. Let's put him first place in our mind, our mouth, and our members and walk in. In the peace of God greater than anything we've ever seen yet.